How you gonna kill our children, then pay off what you did wrong with our tax money? That's right. That's some pimping, dog. <laughs> they say we pimping, boy. <laughs> I tell you. The message. Spotlighting the most important voices of today with Ebro. An open dialogue about their experiences in these times and the music that inspires them. Welcome back to The Message, the podcast where I get to talk to important cultural voices about the issues of today and ask them, what is their message to you? And I'm your host, Ebro Darden. This is the final week of Black History Month, and I can think of no better person to talk to about black liberation than my boy, David Banner. Now, you may know him as a rapper, but he's also a prominent activist. Now, he's going to tell us why he doesn't like when people call him that. We'll talk about that. He sat down with us to talk about politics, strengthening our communities, and breaking out of the programming of white supremacy. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Message. We have the great icon from the South. M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, P-P-I. His name, David Banner. How you doing, sir? I appreciate it, man. I'm wonderful, man. Happy to be here, brother. Yo, thank you very much. Now, first things first, uh, you are a very healthy-looking individual. And for this Black History Month on Apple Music, it is all about uh, health and wellness in our in our community. And that could be expressed in many ways. That's not only the food. It's not only the exercise, but it's also joy. It's also mm-hmm. mental health and happiness and love. And... You are somebody that have, ha, has emphatically, consistently expressed and fought for your love of our mm-hmm. community, the black community, your love of yourself and the community you come from, your love of this creation of, of hip-hop that has given black men and people of color a voice to talk about their fears and passions and, 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 and future and past and everything in between. Um, on this on this episode of the message, I wanted you to convey uh, specifically what your message is to our people and specifically the community you serve. Well, I, I think the message is, you know, if you look across America, in most major cities and beyond, um, each community had they have a microcosm within the bigger structure, you know. Got little Russia, little China, mm-hmm. all of these different places. Um, but I would always ask, like, where's little Africa? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a town that's specifically for us. You know, Moorestown. Um, right. Freeman Town. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't care what, what you call it. it, it, it I, I think that's the key to everything. You know, um, before integration... You know, we we had a say-so on what we taught our children. Our children mm-hmm. learn different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some races learn by explicit knowledge. Our people learn by something called that's called tacit knowledge. Our people want to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell my trainer all the time, he said, I need 100 squats. I'm like, oh, I need to see you do 100 squats. <laughs> you know, and if you look, you know, on the walls of Egypt, you know, they're pictures, yeah. you know? Our people, we, we learn by example. So even the way that our, our, our children consume information is different. So the way that they're educated, it needs to be different. You and I were just talking before we got on. It's like different, different races of people consume food a different way and their body digests food a different way. And responds so, a different way. Right. Responds, exactly. Responds a different way. So 
We need something that's gender specific to our people. So it's amazing that our people spend, you know, just like a small country and we have that type of power. But the problem is, is that we don't spend on self. That's right. You know, so I, I, I believe the key to everything is 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 us pulling back in, teaching, feeding, protecting ourselves. You know, I, I even told somebody once, and I specifically mean our own police department. We police ourselves. But even within the structure, I said, imagine if in every police car there was somebody from that community. Mm. The, the deaths would go down immediately because if your children went to school with my children or I knew where you where you stayed or so-called officer friendly was from around the way, then it wouldn't be as easy to pull that trigger. That's right. You know, so so for, for, for me, Ebro, it's about us housing, feeding, protecting, you know, even, you know, with, with, with everybody going back and forth uh, about the jab, you know, maybe people would be a whole lot more comfortable. And I, I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree if, if the information came from somebody in our community. community well, or or even the infrastructure was trustworthy. Right. Well, And didn't have a history it, it, of abuse right. and all of these other things. Exactly. It never has, though. And right. that's, that's exactly what I mean. If the information was coming from somebody who had a vested interest and a history in our community, then people may be more prone to even consider it. Historically, America has never shown that it cares about somebody that uh, uh, comes from where I come from, lives like I live, or looks like me. So all of a sudden, you know, there's this big interest in that. You know, I I, I don't trust it, but I really think the the the, the true solution is is. It's us taking care of us. David Banner is on the message today. If you're looking for some new Banner, you can find the God Box 2. Uh, soon come, he's cooking that. But God Box 1 dropped in 2017, which is chock full of some fire. Uh, like that Evil Knievel record, that Elvis record is crazy. Right. That Elvis right. record is crazy, son. I appreciate it. I, I, the, the thing about the God Box was that... Um, you know, there were a couple of people who actually came out and said that the God Box could possibly have been one of the best rap albums ever. And I will honestly say that the things that everybody was looking for in music, this was a precursor to it. Mm. I talked about most of the things that were happening. And it's not so much that I'm a soothsayer or I can tell the future, but most things are cyclical. That's right. And they've happened in history before. And you can find it somewhere. I was telling somebody recently that if, if, we, if we wrote diaries more, we could tell how the most high or the universe was dealing with us and we could possibly look at our lives the same way that we look at the Quran or we look at the Bible because just our experiences during this time are very similar in a lot of ways and, and you can connect the things that are happening right now to the things in the past because until you change your habits, the same things are going to happen Anyway, right. so when I when I released the God Box and I was looking at what happened literally a year after I released that album and it was like people were clamoring. I, I never forget we did a posse record in Atlanta, you know, when 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 the city was on fire in Atlanta, 
And I stopped and told everybody in the room, I don't have to make a song. You know, you can pick any song on the God box yeah. and it talks about what's going on right now. Right. This is nothing that I have to make up or I have to, to sit down and write. This is something, you know, from the way that we eat, from the way that we think, from the way that we even look at God. You know, it's it, it's amazing to me that they would say that, you know, Jesus hid, you know, and Jesus hid amongst all dark-skinned people if uh, uh, when they were looking to to kill him as a child, if you're hiding, you're gonna hide amongst people that look like you. And here we go, you know? still black folks all over the world putting up a white Jesus on they in their church and on their walls and all of that. Exactly. And if you know, I, I, uh, John Henry Clark said that black people are more Christian than any Christian, and 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 black people are more Muslim than any Muslim, but both contemporary controllers of those groups treat Africans like they're nothing. And if your God does not look like you, what do you think that's going to happen to the self-esteem of that child? You know, I always tell uh, black women all the time, if we told our children they were gods, maybe they would act like gods. And if they would act like gods, maybe other people would treat them like gods. There it is. God Box 2 is on the way soon. We'll have Banner back for that convo. I want to yeah. get to this joint off uh, off his The Message playlist right now, mm -hmm. which um, is necessary. <laughs> it's necessary. That classic Goody Mob, free. Goody Mob, Goody Mob changed my life, bro. During, during the time that I heard Goody Mob is when I was at the precipice of whether I was going to go towards the streets mm. or I was going towards spirituality. I you, heard that, spirituality. you heard that good die mostly over bullshit. And I did, I did research three of them, and Goody Mob got down for real. For real. I mean, like... Cujo's for real, for real. Like like robbing parties. Yeah, no, they was... <laughs> I mean, and, and, for them, and, for them to, and for them to choose the path of spirituality when it would have probably been a lot more profitable, you know, to them to go along with what everybody else is doing and they chose the high route or the high road, uh, that really affected me. I think that that's what a grown man does. Because my father always told me, what makes you a man is not what you say yes to, is what you say no to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, uh, I, I wanted to give something, you know, that matched the playlist, but I also wanted to give something that, that affected me. You know what I'm saying? And um, I want to also give a shout out to Busta Rhymes because I was told that he, while Goody Mop was recording that album, gave Behold a Pale Horse, you know, to them while they was recording the album. <laughs> Took it to another level on them. Right. And that's where uh, 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 Who's That People Through My, my window, window came, yeah, no came directly that. from that. So uh -huh. shout out to Busta for that. David Banner's here. It's the message. Banner, you have uh, been very active in not only establishing your own businesses, but supporting and making sure you create space to highlight black business. And since, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for Black History Month, which is every day for us, mm -hmm. um, I, I, first, I guess two-part question. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about the movement that is, you know, on social media where people are posting about Black Future Month? Um, I think it's very, I think every aspect, I, I, I don't really criticize anything people do to highlight our people. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I always tell people is that 
you know, we have to get to the point where when people, you know, when me supporting my own or, or me wearing a black fist hoodie or a black fist shirt, which you can get on davidbanner.com, <laughs> um, that people look at it as being revolutionary. I don't think it should be revolutionary for us to support our own. You know, when, when any other group of people can throw on green and party and drink all day, they don't call that revolutionary. They just call that them supporting their culture. That's right. You know, I, I, I think it's something that we should do every day. My dad told me, he said, if you find comfort in somebody applauding anything that you do, well, once you get used to them applauding you, if they take that applaud away, then you will stop doing what's right. You know, so for me, anything anybody does to to help push us, but I think it should be more normalized in our community. That's just what we supposed to do. That's right. Ebro, when somebody thanks me for, 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 for helping our community or teaching our community, you know, the things that I've learned, well, I'm an alpha male in our community. That's what I'm supposed to do. You know, the real truth is, bro, I feel like as an artist, I've taken so much from the culture, bro. And enough of us don't admit what we've taken from the culture, mm -hmm. you know? And what I do now is I'm trying to give back to, to the culture the same way I took away from it, you know? And there is a such thing as balance. I'm starting not to believe as much in definite good or bad. It's, it's mostly perspective. It's fluid. It's fluid. Right. It's fluid. Uh, 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 one of my mentors, she told me, she said, David Bannon is 37 degrees below cold. And I said, <laughs> yes. She said, not if you're on Pluto. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's all about your lens. It's all about yeah, your perspective. It's where, it's where you are. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. On, on, on that infinite line. So I, I, I support anything that people do at this point, you know, to, to highlight what we do. But I, I do, I hope I live to see a time where us supporting us is just what we do. Inherent. And on that point, you know, the reason it is, you know, and I think it needs to be said for this conversation for anybody tuning in, mm -hmm. the audacity of black folks in an environment that has worked to strip us of our own identity mm -hmm. for us to celebrate each other continuously and make noise and uplift one another continuously. Mm -hmm. the, it's the world around us that often goes, oh, wow, you supporting black business. Yeah, you mm -hmm. damn right I am. Mm -hmm. You damn right I am. Why wouldn't mm -hmm. I? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, that's something that we all do. But because the mm -hmm. world around us has torn it down so frequently mm -hmm. and created this distrust in ourselves mm -hmm. and devalued our things, we mm -hmm. began to take on some of those behaviors. Well, well, and, the I, more, I, and the more we build... The more, to your point, the more we build away from that and build up from that, mm -hmm. right? That's that's the thing that causes people to go, oh wow. I think I think we don't admit that there are a lot of people in our culture that won't admit that they don't like being black. They deal with it. Mm. I have the saying that I use in some of my lectures. I ask the question, um, if. Would you agree, and I'm, I'm asking you this question now, yeah. would you agree that the central processing unit of a computer was based on the human brain? Would I agree that? I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know enough yeah. about it, but I, I mean- That's the thing, but yeah, that's the, thinking, the brain yeah, of a yeah, computer. Yeah, the brain, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. right. CPU, well, you, right? It, the central right, processing. It, 
If you agree on that, then let's let's just say that everything that's on that central processing unit, the mathematics, the way that uh, it communicated, you know, all of the history that was on it. Let's say if it was all erased, right? And a virus called nigger was uploaded, right? And the computer started freaking out. Would you blame the computer or the computer program? Exactly, the computer programmer. Our people were programmed for three full generations. Mm -hmm. And people, I, I think they have the math wrong. We haven't been out of slavery longer than we were in. Absolutely not. You know, and the trauma never stopped. So the thing is, is that if you look at TV, you look at music, you look at just life in America, period. The programming never stops. That's the reason why, I mean, and I know you know this, but our listeners or viewers may not know it. In radio, they call it radio what? Programming. programming. Television, television programming. They call it programming. That's right. So, so we don't have enough information. We don't have enough things to download to our kids' CPU that would make them be proud and happy. So if they see power and other races of people, then they will spend time. And we just talked about it earlier. If they see God, mm -hmm. they see Superman, Batman, mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, all of these God-like figures are somebody that doesn't look like them, they'll start wanting to be them. And I, I think personally, that's the bigger, bigger problem. We have to, we have to get the minds of our children back again. You know, and I, I can honestly say that um, I've been watching the New York public uh, school system um, and some things are, are, are happening there that may, uh, that may change some things. Yeah. You know, um, maybe I should, maybe I should be talking about what I'm knowing because it ain't happy yet. But, but, what, but what I am saying is it starts with the minds of the people and we have to reprogram those central processing units. Let's play Elvis on that note. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Let's play Elvis on that note. Uh, and, 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 and this song speaks to history repeating itself. You know, this song speaks to the co-opting of black expression and putting a new face and identity on it. Same thing as Elvis. That's probably why it's called Elvis. Yeah. I'm assuming. Ebro, can I tell you something really quick, bro? Yes. And it's important to me. And... Um, I think to to a degree that we all feel this way. Um, the example sometimes that I like to use, and I and I want to say it because I, I haven't heard too many people say it. I just did a comprehensive study on Martin Luther King. I did a comprehensive study on Malcolm X, and they both had a seventy percent disapproval rate mm. with with their own people mm. and the American people as a whole the year of their death. That's right, right. And so then, you know, the United States government said that Martin Luther King was the most dangerous man in America. Um, you know, and then there was a um, there was a case that just admitted that the United States government had a FBI, CIA had a lot to do um, with the things that happened to Dr. Martin Luther King. It was a civil civil. It was a civil case, right? Mm -hmm. So then. He he's he's murdered like Malcolm, co-opted, and then you see all of these streets. As I, I won't I won't say that I'm a leader, but I, I will say that I am one of the voices of our people, and it really gets lonely. 
the reason why I know that, you know, there is something wrong generally with the thinking of the general public is those who fight the most. The teachers, you know, those in rap, how we criticize where rap is, but the general public don't put their money where their mouth is. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I remember one time seeing Oprah Winfrey do a show about rap and how negative it was. And then her birthday was that, her birthday was that night. And then, you know, that night she was in the club shaking her butt to the same music that she was exactly. criticizing, mm -hmm. you know? And I'll just say as a leader, man, that we have to do better with protecting and getting around and supporting, not just with your memes and with your hashtags, but monetarily those who fight for you. You know, you, you look at a Patrice Lumumba who was dumped in acid. You know, you look at Martin and Malcolm's family. Kwame and Kuma. You know, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and we just allow these people, we almost look at them like they're on TV or on Netflix or something. We watch people or America tear them apart. And other races of people, they get behind their leaders. You know, this is sad, but you know, when, when, when cops or white kids or white men or white women uh, kill an innocent black man, woman, or child, if you go to their, their uh, crowdfunding pages, $250,000 to a million dollars they average. Yep. It's almost as if America rewards them, whether they're right or wrong, whether they're caught on video or not. You know, they are rewarded. So to me, that, that sends a message that if, if, if you do that to black people, then you are rewarded. But then the same people that we, we fight for never really come to the aid of those people until after they die. Or, and even worse, while they're alive and fighting, we can't even, as a, as a unified collective, mm -hmm. stand behind and support in those moments when needed without questioning and going mm -hmm. at one another mm -hmm. constantly and questioning and constantly. You see what happened with the Black Lives Matter movement or you see what happened with... Um, uh, when we were, you know, I mean, Stacey Abrams in Georgia. I mean, now she's on she's on a mission. But when she was originally trying to organize black people to get out and vote, there was other people trying to tear her down. Yeah, uh, but what, what I'll say about that is I believe that, that that aspect of it as it pertains to politics would be a little bit easy, easier for our people if we built uh, our politicians from, from the day, you know, that they step on the block. Right. We see a young kid that's articulate. We get around them. We take care of them. We teach them. Bill Clinton and the Bush family, they were building their children to be what they were, you know, from six, seven, eight, nine. You know what I'm saying? I, I think what happens is, in a lot of cases, is that we don't engage in politics until it's time to run and it's too late then. Mm. So we usually have to, again, uh, deal with those politicians uh, because personally, bro, um, well, I'm not going <laughs> to uh, politicians and, and preachers, man, are, are something that have never really set right in my spirit, bro. It's too many, once again, going back to what we discussed earlier, there's too much of a history of underhandedness, trickery, lying. Right. You know, and there's also a lot of glad handing, handing money off mm -hmm. and, and money behind the scenes. And people tell you one thing. 
when they're when they have a chance to get the job, then when they get the job, they're beholden to a different thing. And speaking of that too, if if we're going to talk about politics, whereas if we had our if we had our own communities and took care of ourselves, politics wouldn't be as important. But since we are encapsulated in in this system, we also have to invest in politics. If if you look at other groups of people, they feed millions and millions of dollars. Political action, political was a pact. The political action uh, committees or whatever. Exactly, yeah. and you and know, they I do it at, local too. They do it right. local first. I look at politicians as prostitutes, and you you pay them and you take care of them. And if they don't get out on on the set and do what they supposed to, then you get tighten them. them up. You get rid of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. It's had, yeah. but by the way, that's how it's supposed to be. You're yeah. getting no fam. They work for yeah. you. You got yeah. them the job. Yeah. You got them yeah. the job. And if they don't yep. do the job, you out, and we get but, somebody else in there to do but the Ebro job. Peep, but Ebro even peeped this. One of the things that upsets me the most is that politicians, even black politicians, will pander to our community, but never, ever. Ever. I said this about Obama, and even my mother got mad at me. I said, when he was running for the second term, I said, we're going to have to get, and this is, not, this is not specific to him, but any politician, we have to get them to say what they're going to do for our community. Mm -hmm. If you look at any other uh, uh, subsection of the population that they pander to, they tell them exactly what they're going to do for them. But that subsection also knows exactly what they want. You know, well, but we it goes to back to what you said before. The reason they that subsection knows and the reason they say it is because that subsection is putting a monetary value next to it. So you must or we do something else, not only with our money, but with the group of people who are going to vote the exactly. way our group says we are going to vote. So it's the, it's actually to. the power of the vote. And, to, and, and, you know, I talk about this a lot. You can like voting or not like voting. You can like politics or not like politics. When they take that money out your check mm -hmm. and it goes for taxes, federal and state, mm -hmm. the individuals that can get that money to come back to your community are the elected officials that you put in Otherwise, that money they take out of your check <laughs> is going to whomever participates the most. Mm -hmm. That's your money. Yep. If Even if you hate voting and you don't trust them, when it comes to that money, make sure the money they take out your check is coming back into your community. That's how I, that's how I feel about the cops. I, I don't particularly care for cops much, but I tax money goes ah, you work to, for me you work for me bro and not just that but when they kill one of our children the laws that they have to protect them when they pay those family in civil lawsuits that's, that's our, that's our money. tax money that's our money how you gonna kill our child children then pay off what you did wrong with our tax money that's right that's some piffing dog <laughs> They say we pimping, boy. <laughs> I tell you. Let's go like a pimp. Yes, Yo, sir. it's on the message playlist. <laughs> hey, Ebro, let me tell you why I put that in the playlist. Yeah. Um, 
I was performing, um, I was performing and I was doing the God Box. It was sold out. And uh, it was in Chicago and show smashing, you know, all the God Box song. Then I went back to play and like a pimp and get like me. And the crowd was like, <gasps> and I was like, yo, no, 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 uh. no. I, I was like, man, like, I still love to have sex. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It just don't control me. Like, like I, I believe that life is about balance. It's not necessarily about good or bad or good and evil. We talked about that earlier. It's about balance. You know, um, I believe that conscious people don't party enough <laughs> and people who are not conscious party too much. You know, I, I was telling I was telling a lot of my friends, me, me, Killer Mike and Tip was talking about this. I was like, yo, man, we still got to get together and party and have a good time. You know, every time we get together, it don't have to be when something bad happens or when we trying to help the community. We still need to party. We still need to have a good time. But, you know, also find time that, you know, to build our community and strategize. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I wanted to put that in a playlist. And the other reason is because I just want to say this. Um, conscious people didn't put me in this position. Hustlers, pimps, strippers, they put me in this position. Drug dealers put me in the position to be able to speak what I speak. And in most cases, conscious people don't support and help me. It's just the truth. I'm being real. I'm being real with you. And when I needed help in Katrina, I'm going to tell you who came and helped me. T.I. helped me. 50. Jeezy. Like, Jeezy actually even told me, he said, Ben, I don't even want to tell you. He, he, he donated 30000 It was like, I don't even want people to know because I'm not doing it for that reason. But I know you're going to make sure that this money goes where it needs to go. Like, I just want people to know that, you know, some of the most, some of the people who we look at as the most lost are actually some of the people who want to help the most, but in a lot of cases don't know how to. That's one of the reasons why I'll never call myself an activist. People call me an activist. I still call myself a rapper because at the end of the day, I always want these children to know I never forget this, man. And it made me feel so good, man. When Offset, had, when, when Amigos first blew up and Offset uh, had got into a little trouble, uh, I saw him like a couple days after he had got, uh, after he had got out and I pulled over and he said something that was so powerful to me. He was like, oh, gee, I want to do better. I just don't know how to. Mm. And I was like, damn. Because if you really think of, like, from that Kendrick, Lamar, Big Crit, J. Cole era, there's only about three or four more artists that came out of that generation. That generation of music mm. was jumped over, mm. you know? And, and we really spent so much time trying to maintain the, the, the game that we didn't usher in a new generation of artists. You know, a few slipped through, but what ended up happening is kids found their way on their own. Right. You know, so once they find their way on their own, it ain't time to listen in. No, it's too late. You know? It's too late. It's too late. So one of the things that I do want to say about these children or bro, that they, they're open. Yes, they are. You you wouldn't 100%. imagine who calls me at four o'clock in the morning saying, big bro, I need help. And I do as much as I can to possibly help them. And one of the things that I know that, that you talk about more, bro, is mental health. Yeah. Man, these kids 
are going through some things. I, on my podcast, on the David Banner podcast, um, the kids that graduated the year that the pandemic first started, people didn't look at it, but those, those kids were born the year that 9-11 happened. So they were born in New York. They were born into chaos. And then their 12th grade year was taken away from them. Like the stress. And then their, then their parents are stressed out. They right. don't know what to do with the pandemic. They don't know what to do with what the world is, go what's going on in the world. Imagine what those teenagers are going through, bro. They need, they, they need some of us to talk to them, bro. And that's very important. It's powerful what you're saying, and, and even deeper than that, then you factor in we are a part of a, a big pharma, you know, throw yeah. a prescription pill at every problem. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, the food is terrible, right? Yeah. With the, the way we're ingesting food, the content that we obviously, without balance, like you talked about balance, yeah, we all like some craziness mm -hmm. on social, we all laughing, mm -hmm. ah, ah, but there's a lack of balance. Um, mm -hmm. And then you factor in the lack of sleep. You know how many people mm -hmm. out here don't sleep, bro? Yeah, bro. You know how many people out here don't yeah. get the now and 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 I listen. I, people they call me corny for this all the time because I talk about sleep and water. Because you know people be talking mm -hmm. about these big ideas and mental, health, and I just be like, D did you get a great night? When's the last time you mm -hmm. laid down to go to sleep and it was phenomenal? Yep. When's the last time you drank the appropriate amount of water? There is nothing you want to do in life that will get, get you to where you want to go faster. But what's corny about that, though? That's healthy. I, that's, that's, how, that's how they flip the world. Ignorant. I, I don't even. Can I curse, first of man, all? Man, go for it. Go in, son. Okay. Ignorant shit, bro, is, is running this earth, man. Yeah. And, and, and those who are in power, they know that. You know, some some of these biggest, some of the biggest pharmaceutical companies, some of the biggest food companies that feed our people um, 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 all of this trash, they don't consume it. Nope. I never forget, I walked into the grocery store and I don't know what made me think this. And the organic food section was was probably like this, like probably like this long, right? Mm. And so I said, damn, what is the what is the rest of the food? If if this whole if the if, if the whole organic section is this big, literally this big, what is the rest of this stuff? So so the thing is, they're not they're not feeding their kids that. You know, you look at the military; they're they're not feeding the, those soldiers in there the same thing that they're feeding the rest of the world. You give your so-called enemies or, or those who want to 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 rule over entertainment, sugary food, and like you said, the lack of water and the lack of sleep. One of the things that you want as, as a soldier is for the person that you're fighting against to not sleep. That's right. Or to not be eating right. And, and I'm going to tell you what I told. is You're going to be surprised at this. I told my staff this. I said, I would rather you, I'd rather you work for four hours from about 85 to 90% or 100% then for you to work 14 hours for me at 30%. That's right. 100%. Yep. 100%. On that, I want to get to uh, some classic Bob Marley, too, to set the right. mood real quick. That redemption song. Yes, you know, um, we just celebrated Bob Marley's birthday recently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's just an icon. And, you right. know, um, 
you know, uh, he was gone too soon, gone before 40 years old. Yeah. Yep. You know? Uh, and I think another one of the stories, whether we'll get um, a resolution like we have in the Malcolm X case or a resolution like we have in the Martin Luther King Jr. case, I think is another person that I would be shocked to find out that the CIA or one of these international organizations didn't have something to do with his untimely demise. Mm-hmm. He was definitely somebody that was gone too soon, Bob Marley. Yeah, uh, I found out that Bob Marley, you all do your own research uh, about this. I always like to be right and exact, but I'm just shooting. I think Bob Marley still has over 70 businesses mm. that are still employing people all over the world. The reason why I know is I keep Bob Marley headphones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because they're red, black, and green, and they're made out of wood. I just was supporting them, and I was talking to somebody, and it was like, bro, he still has over 70 businesses all over the world that still— But that's his know, children. You know, his children, yeah. uh, Sadella, Stephen, um, mm-hmm. Rohan, Ziggy, uh, Damien. You know, um, they continue to make sure that that name— you know, from resorts to, like you said, uh, doing collaborations with, you know, electronic companies, clothing companies, all mm-hmm. of that. And uh, I believe Rita, um, you know, the matriarch of the family uh, is has been in residence in Ghana for some mm-hmm. time. And, you know, uh, it's, it's another powerful testament to the black diaspora, the relationship between Ghana and Jamaica, uh, mm-hmm. the leadership of both of those countries. There's a long history there of, of obviously slavery. And then bringing the enslaved from the west coast of Africa to Jamaica, but a lot of people don't know in parts of Jamaica they still there are people that still speak Twi, which is a mm-hmm. uh, uh, indigenous language from the region that Ghana is in. So mm-hmm. the 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 countries have opened up where you don't even need a visa. A lot of people don't know you don't mm-hmm. even need a visa to travel from Jamaica to Ghana. You could <sighs> just you could just make that move. So and that's yeah. you know these are things that. You know, as black folks, through the American lens, we're not necessarily paying attention to the moves that other black nations around mm-hmm. the globe are actually making. And in many ways, you know, I, I was a, a part of a, a group of people that was, uh, you know, in, in 2019, taking black people back to Ghana, uh, mm-hmm. what we call the full circle, which was, you know, 1619 to 2019 right. and, and, and going back through that door of no return and making it the door of return. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, something our ancestors never actually thought, you know, if they would see the day where we can have the economic power uh, to be able to travel and go back and buy land in Africa and build homes mm-hmm. in Africa and build schools mm-hmm. in Africa. And many of the things that you talked about, you know, uh, whether in education and food and things like that. But this is also a nation that black folks built. And what? we should be able to do that here as well. Mm-hmm. You know what and, I mean? And, and- and to add on to that, um, France Fanon said in, um, I think it's Black Skin, White Mask. Um, and by the way, I hope y'all see that, man. I, I have a library of books that rival, um, like this whole, like this books everywhere, um, that rival like maybe a junior high, mm. or especially as it pertains to, to black empowerment. But in Black Skin, White Mask, I, I believe it was that Franz Fanon said, if you speak, if your main language, especially a main language, is anything that's outside of what you are 
as an indigenous person, then white supremacy has already won. That's right. If you think about it, we every most of the languages that we speak, at least on this side, we want to speak everything but something else, something else besides what would help us connect with our own. And if you think about it, that is the biggest thing that separates us is our language. Mm, because awesome. I experience melanated people around the world go through the same thing all over this planet. I've traveled from 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 Australia to Hawaii to Fiji, all over these, all over the world. The experience is the same, but we can't communicate with each other and say, yo, this is what's going on. Oh, that's going on with you too. So like or we think even we're the language, different. That's we're why- think, we think we think we're different because right. our food and our language and a flag is mm-hmm. something that's been imposed upon us. We actually think we are different. Mm-hmm. Or the type of person that was oppressive towards us. You know, but I, I never thought about that, man. He was like, man, if if you speak French, no matter how revolutionary you are, you're already conquered. Mm-hmm. So we have to find a way to to tap back in to at least something that will allow us to to connect with people all over the world. And I think that was the that was the thing that got Malcolm murdered mm-hmm. was that he started um, connecting with people all over the world and really airing out America's dirty laundry and finding out a way for us to not just connect uh, uh, socially but connect financially with other people that look like us all over the world. Powerful, 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 powerful. You're listening to The Message, the podcast. As we've mentioned, David Banner put together a playlist featuring his own hits as well as classic tracks from Bob Marley, Goody Mob, Billie Holiday, and more. Just search for The Message on Apple Music and add it to your library. But me and Banner got a lot more to talk about here for Black History Month. So let's get back to it. Let me, let me tell you, man, um, people don't know this about me, man. And, 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 and I said I was going to start talking about this kind of stuff. People always talk about the money that they make. I like to talk about the money that I turned down. Mm. Bro, I, I've turned down so many opportunities. You know, you, 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 you wouldn't believe what some of some of these political figures try to pay me to 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 support them. Right. You know, um, there's been a couple of years in my life where I turned down more money than I made. And I made a lot of money. A lot of money. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't mistake that. But like that that part of the, the game is never talked about. So when you have an opportunity to lift your brand, um, lift yourself as a person and allow your voice to be heard. And this is stuff that people used to pay us not to talk about or would kill us for talking about. To be able to be on such a powerful platform and to be able to be un- un- unapologetically African, unapologetically whatever we call ourselves today because it changes. <laughs> um, but, bro, this this you don't know what this means to me, man, because I've sacrificed so much in my life where... A lot of people say that they certain things because they don't have a choice to be something else. That's the reason why I like the character of Darth Vader so much. Because if you really look at Darth Vader's story, he wasn't really evil. Nah. Like the deci- first decision that he made to turn to the other side was because they told him his children would be okay. You know what I'm saying? 
And so a lot of people say what they wouldn't be, but you ain't never had a million dollars put in front of your face. Right. You never had $10 million put in front of your mm -hmm. face. You ain't never had people, you know, offering you everything that you want and then turn around the same people that you uh, are defending are the same people that tear you down. You know, I'm, I'm from a place that's coined with oppression. That's why I'm so proud to be from Mississippi. You know, mm. for, 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 for me to be able to shine, um, um, the Honorable Minister, Minister Louis Farrakhan told me that. He said, David Banner, if you can help put a dent in, in, and I'm paraphrasing, in white supremacy, especially where you from, that will reverberate all over the world. For us to talk about health, and I'm from the most unhealthy place, you know, uh, in the world, and for, I mean, well, in the United States, in excuse United me. States, and yeah. for me to be able to talk that and my people listen to me, bro, like, I think the universe set me up the way that it did in order for me to, to walk through the trenches and, and, and to be able to shine a light and, 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 and be able to make it. Um, somebody from Apple was talking to me a couple of days ago and they was like, David Banner, you literally came from nothing. When I got that $10 million deal from Steve Rifkin, I was homeless. Mm. Imagine going from being homeless. And this is a real story. This is, you can ask anybody that knows me. Uh, about a month before I got that record deal, and I didn't know the record deal was coming, I was, uh, I was going through Birmingham, Alabama, and I was sleeping in my van. I had built a studio. I don't know if you knew about this. I built a studio in my van. And in, in my passenger seat, I built a mini studio and I had a mic. It's funny, I had a mic. And if you go listen to Mississippi, the album, and on the interludes, you can hear the cars passing, right? Um, my van was stole when I stopped at the record station, radio station in Birmingham to see uh, Lil Homie and the Regal. Um, a month later, when Steve Rifkin called me to sign that deal with SRC, I happened to be um, riding through Birmingham. Mm. And I signed that rec $10 million deal um, at Kinko's. I think it was on 17th Street in Birmingham, the same place that everything was taken away from me. It was given back to me. And my mm. life has always been in line that way, Ebro. So I appreciate all of you all, everybody that, you know, at Apple, you know, because there were a lot of people up to do this, mm. you know, and this spot is an important spot. And for it to be, because I know what my message is. And I know my message isn't liked by everybody, you know, because true, unadulterated knowledge is freedom. And what people don't understand is billions of dollars go into the hands of other people by, we, by us being ignorant. So a lot of these people don't want us on here talking what we're talking right now. So I want y'all to know I appreciate it. Now, we love you for coming on, man. I know, I know, I know you. I follow you. Uh, I've known you for a long time. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time today to share on the message for sure. Yeah. Cause you know, um, it's what we do on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, talking about what's going to improve and shift culture mm -hmm. is something that, you know, fortunately I work with a group of people. They all about it. They mm -hmm. all about it. Improving and shifting. Right. What, what change, what, what put you on this path? On which path? On, on, on the path of, of enlightenment and thinking about so I've, the I, things that you think that we're talking about now. I've always talked like this. Mm -hmm. um, and if you notice, if anybody, you know, listening, um, I've always talked like this about black mm -hmm. folks, um, you know, about uh, community, about mm -hmm. uh, and even things we don't 
I don't, I don't like politicians. I just know the game. Yeah. I know how to shake the money from the trees. That's mm-hmm. it. And if we go, if they, if they take them, you know what I'm saying? So these are conversations I've been having. So I don't, a lot of people don't know, I don't work for the iHearts of the world because mm-hmm. I've turned that money down because I don't like what they represented in destroying black media. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. know, you know, a lot of people thought I was hating on, you know, the Breakfast Club and whatever. Nah, I love Envy. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Angie Martinez is my sister. Like, I just know what that entity was doing to black media and commoditizing black media. And that's why when you look around the country, you don't have diversity of black shows. You don't mm-hmm. even really have that much black-owned radio anymore because it was allowed to be corporatized and basically bought up. And mm-hmm. so they ended up devaluing... uh the black dollar through advertising. So the amount of money that they have to pay to reach black people via black media is lower than the amount of money that they have to pay to reach the middle American soccer mom. And I've had a problem with that for shit, 25 years and been vocal about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I'm on, you know, I'm on Hot 97 in New York, but that's a singular radio station. We're not, you know, nationwide. So a lot of Mm -hmm. the conversations that I'm having, like this one, I've been having, you know. um, And even before I started doing mornings again in 2012, when I was in Portland, Oregon, you Mm -hmm. know, um, doing mornings up there, I was popping this shit when 9-11 happened. And, you know, it was no social media in 2001. But when 9-11 happened and I'm on the radio on 9-11 talking about you know, basically saying the chickens have come home to roost. Mm-hmm. People didn't want to hear that. They called me, a, you know, I have a, I have an Arabic name. My, my birth name is Ibrahim Jamil. So they calling me all type of terrorists. They calling me all this and that. And I'm un-American and patriotic. And when everybody was like, yo, you, how come you don't have a flag on your car? I was like, listen, I, didn't have a, I got beef with the flag. The flag owe me money. That's the government. Yeah. That's not the people. The flag owe me money. But I'm popping this in 2001. Word. Yo, let me, let, me, let me pause, right? Let me pause, right? So you just made me think about something. And I have to say this really quick. So in, in the spirit of that, you know, you have a lot of white high schools, a lot of white colleges that are trying to crush critical race theory, right? And for, the, for those and who for, don't know... And, and critical race theory is not even taught in the high school, so y'all just bringing it to everybody. Right. Honestly, y'all working back, y'all hustling backwards, to be honest with well, you, because no, 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 no. you're putting actually, it on everybody's hustling. radar. <laughs> no, actually, they're hustling for it. What they're doing is starting from the high schools so they can get traction. Oh, right. No, what build- I'm saying is, the reason I say they're hustling backwards is because people wasn't even thinking about these books. These books been mm-hmm. around since the 80s. Mm-hmm. They made these books hot. Mm-hmm. They done made it a hot topic. They done made it such a topic that kids that want to, white kids that want to defy their parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> they going to learn about some 1619 Project and critical race theory. Mm-hmm. You know what but, I'm saying? But, my, but my, the thing that amazed me the most about that is I, I hear so many white people talk about how comfortable, you know, hearing about the past. And I thought about this, bro. Watch this. Just about every aspect, I will, I will argue that 85% of white history in general is built on the backs of indigenous people all over this planet. The Tasmanian people don't even exist no more. Ebro, do you know the history of Australia? I mean, I've, I've, I know some people out there and I know what, I, what I've been told, but yeah. Bro, they took, they cleaned the prisons out, bro, and literally dumped their prison system yes, on, on Australia. Australia and the indigenous people there. So I, I say that to say this. 
if we're going to talk about how uncomfortable history is making people, then we need to stop teaching history altogether because white history has always been uncomfortable to me, has always been uncomfortable to indigenous people in general, especially what you barely ever hear or see in Native Guard Native Americans that are from right here. That's right. You don't even hear, you don't even hear about that, period. So in saying that, man, I I, I just think that it's important, you know, for those of us, and, and I, I think, you know, since we're tailoring off, uh, uh, um, we're, we're getting towards the end, I think the solution to it is we can't wait for a kumbaya moment. Those of us who are ready to move need to move. If you look at when them folks got together and did, the, I mean, and put together the Constitution of America, that was a small group of people who got together and decided that they wanted something better for their people, their people only, but their people. And they locked in that room. I heard they fought, they cried, they laughed, they did everything that you, every, they ran every spectrum of the human emotion, but they stayed there until they came up with a plan. And it was a plan that wasn't selfish, a plan that they knew that they would never see in their time. The things that you and I have to plan for, we'll probably never see in our time, and we should be okay with that. Right. But those of us who are willing to move, we need to move. David Banner, The Message. Make sure you check out his message playlist. David Banner, salute, sir. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, brother. Just make sure that they go to, if they want to support me, to go to davidbanner.com. Everything that you need from me is on davidbanner.com. Um, make sure that they go back and get the God Box 1. Uh, the God Box 2 um, It's probably going to be one of the most phenomenal feasts of all time. I mean... How far from, How far away are we? From, are you... We try to drop the God Boxes on Malcolm's birthday. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at May. But what I'm finding out is that um, I'm actually helping to work on some new technology um, that will change the way, because streaming, uh, to, for me to pin, uh, the last God Box between you and I, Ebro, I spent $350,000 of my own money mm. to put that out. My, I paid for that. Right. So for anybody to get bread before me is a problem, That's bro. putting you in a bad place. Yeah, but like, you know, people really helped, man, I, from, you know, Conway, Conway, T.I., Juicy J, uh, Benny the Butcher, Method Man. Man, the list, the list goes on. Like, bros really, really, really came out and showed up. And when people see the long list of people that I got and really supported what I'm doing on this album, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. But thank you again, man. I appreciate y'all. The Godbox 1 and 2, DavidBanner.com. Ebro, I appreciate it. Apple, thank you. Yeah. David Banner, The Message. Go check that playlist. The Message. Don't push me. Call up close to the edge. An open dialogue about the voices of today and their experiences through music that inspires them.